Good afternoon and actually good evening. This is the Morning Star Journal, starring me, Tariq, and I'd like to wish everyone who's listening a very Merry Christmas. Also, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, uh, for my World of Warcraft fans, uh, Festive Winter Vale. Um, just hope everyone um, who is listening today have a very happy holidays. Uh, I know that this um, episode is coming out a little bit later than normal, and I do apologize about that. I had a, a little bit of a rocky morning, and then I actually went out uh, early that afternoon to meet up with a friend, and um, I was going to try to do the episode just before I left, but I kind of felt that it would probably be rushed. So I thought it, so I was like, do I want to rush the episode or do I want to just uh, come up later? And I had um, at one point thought about taking some time off because it is the Christmas season. But then I was like, well, I'm only doing this once a week and, you know, I should at least try to. And I want to get back to that about, um, you know, since I do this once a week. Uh, in the background, we've got a little bit of a jazz Christmas music going. I was going to play a little bit, but again, got in a little bit later than I thought, and I didn't want to get the episode out too late. But again, I want to wish everyone who's listening a happy holidays, and also, um, you know, to the, this week, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break from any kind of um, reviews and retrospectives that I just want to uh, kind of, um, you know, take a moment to go over what's going, what's happened in the last couple months since I've started and what's going on in the last couple of weeks as well and where I hope um, that I want to take this podcast to as far as um, what I'm going to do next. Um, so... Let's start with a little bit of, you know, what's been going on is that, you know, I've been, uh, this is the 11th, yeah, 11th episode, and so I've been doing this for almost just over uh, two weeks, uh, sorry, two, uh, two weeks, two months straight, and it's been pretty amazing that, you know, I've been trying to do my best to uh, keep up with this, trying to give you something worth listening to, and also just gives me an opportunity to uh, get things off my chest, to talk about things that I've really enjoyed, even though last week I talked about something I didn't enjoy too much, uh, but I'm going to definitely get back to things that I really enjoy, and though I am going to talk about a few um, movies that I did see recently that I definitely recommend that if you have an opportunity to go out and see definitely go out and see but I'm going to get back to talk about movies that really uh, hit a good um, a specific mark for me so um, I will be going over things such as um, I think I talked about before Cowboy Bebop uh, the Mummy from uh, the 90s with Brendan Fraser Indiana Jones also, a couple of book series like the Codex Alaria and um, the Cinder Spires. These are book series 
um, by Jim Butcher that I really want to get into because I really hope that you decide to read these, especially these two. Um, and I'll get more into detail on those because I'm going to take it a little bit slower than my Slab City Brews one, which I'm actually um, thinking about uh, doing a new one where I'll go over each uh, story a little bit more in detail because um, those are also series that these are all books that I really hope that you get into. Anyone who's listening to this. Um, I hope that you are a bigger fan of sci-fi and fantasy than I am, and I hope that you decide that whenever you have time to maybe look into these things and actually read it, and hopefully you get the same thing that I got out of I got out of them. Uh, so let me get into the uh, a few quick, uh, quicker reviews of movies I've seen in the past couple of weeks that I've really enjoyed. So the first one out that, um, that came out, I think, uh, a few weeks ago was Creed 2, which I think came, ba- uh, came out just around Thanksgiving. And I finally got to see the movie and I thought it was really good. And you'd be surprised that not only do they um, explore a lot into Creed's dynamic, Adonis Creed, played by Michael B. Jordan, but also into Victor Drago, who in the movie is the son of Ivan Drago, who was uh, Dolph Lundgren from Rocky IV. And if you remember Rocky IV, of course, that's the one where... Um, Ivan Drago actually kills Apollo Creed, and um, and then Rocky goes over to Russia to um, rematch him, and he beats Drago. And this really explores the aftermath of you know how that would be if you you know if you had this if let's say this country had this famed boxer who right out of the gate took out. The American heavyweight, just imagine if they had this, you have this boxer who pretty much was, you know, toted as this next great champion, take out the American champion, but then to be subsequently beat by another American, beat handedly, you know, that's going to paint a very black mark on that, uh, that champion and even his, um, offspring and they really, and the movie really gets, gets into that. Maybe not, you know, terribly deeply, but it kind of shows what kind of aftermath that could be. And Drago is just as much as character as Creed and, you know, not trying to give any spoilers, but I certainly hope that, their dynamics explored more in future movies. Uh, so Creed 2 is a really good movie to watch. Another one that came out that I thought was really great was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, this is an animated special created by Sony. Uh, and um, it focuses on multiple Spider-Men. But one of the biggest focuses is a character uh, called Miles Morales, who's a uh, Spider-Man who came into play uh, some years ago um, because he was um, biracial, African-American, and Hispanic. Um, But it focuses on his story along with these other Spider-Men, and it's done in a really fantastic art style, and it was a lot of fun. Um, if you're tired of the basic Spider-Man stories, this definitely gives you a fresh look. I mean, there's definitely similar beats. There's, you know, certain things that, um, 
kind of define Spider-Man in general that kind of still play off, but there's certain dynamics and Miles is a different flow um, than than Peter Parker, uh, who's norm- who's normally the Spider-Man. But I would definitely say that this is a great movie, um, a pretty good family movie to go see. And if you're a fan of comics, if you just want something fun to watch, an animated short that's like that'll really blow your socks off, I think Spider-Man's really going to do it for you. Um, another one that I got to see that I've actually posted on Twitter was Bumblebee. And I was very trepidatious about this one because... Um, Let's say I saw the first Transformers when it first came out back in 2000, I believe. Might be wrong about that one. Uh, somebody definitely correct me on that. But I saw the first one um, way back. And, you know, when, I, when it first came out, I was in awe because I was so used to the cartoons. And to see this become live action was amazing. Because closest robots we ever... <coughs> pardon me. Uh, closest robots we really got were things like either Terminator, RoboCop. If you're a, if if you want to go back far, Robot Jocks. If you know that one, um, and even the Power Loader from uh, Alien. So this is the closest thing to uh, robots we really got. But you know, when Transformers first came out, this was amazing. Unfortunately, over the years, even though supposedly the uh, graphics got better. It, the movies lost a lot of quality um, to the point where I didn't even watch the previous one the last night. Um, it just didn't look, it just didn't interest me. And uh, finally I got to see, uh, I, I actually watched spoiler reviews and other things about the movie. And uh, trust me, I didn't feel like I missed anything. Um, it's funny, even at one point I did um, when it was a, when it was available digitally. Um, I was able to use an app to just kind of view it that I was going to kind of watch it a little bit just to see, you know, was it really as bad as I was watching? And I maybe got about 30 to 45 minutes into it. And I was like, no, I, I could not watch it anymore. I was done. So I, like I said, a lot of trepidation, but I also love Transformers from, you know, when I was a kid, I grew up on it. You know, I've seen Transformers since they first aired. I mean, you know, yes, it, it was clearly a show built to uh, sell toys, but I was also the, the exact, when it came out, I was the right demographic that it was uh, targeting me. So it hit all the right points and I did get a lot of the toys. I saw Transformers, the movie and kept up for the most part. And let me tell you, Bumblebee is a really, really good movie. Like, I saw a brief interview with um, Travis Knight, who's the one who directed it. And it seemed like he, and even in that interview, it really seemed like he loved the source material. He loved Transformers and really wanted to harken back to it. And sure enough, he did. Now, if you're not sure who he is, if you have a chance, there's an animated movie called Kubo and the Two Strings, which is a really fantastic um, animated show, um, roughly about a musician and his travels and um, his uh, obstacles and challenges he has to go through. And I really recommend that if you 
have a chance if you have it already or if you maybe want to go out and see it. It's been a while. I can't remember exactly when, it, and I apologize. I don't know exactly when it came out, but um, Kubo and the Two Strings, definitely recommend going back and seeing that one. But um, I would say, you know, um, but, but kind of going back to Bumblebee, it's a really fantastic movie. It's really cool. Um, if you're a Transformers fan, there's a 10-minute sequence that I will say this. It happens on Cybertron, and you will not disappoint. You will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. I know I said that about three times, but it's the truth. You will not be disappointed with it. Um, for anyone who knows Star Wars, I, and I mentioned this uh, to two people, and I think this is accurate. If you uh, watched Rogue One, which came out a couple years ago, there's a scene at the end of Rogue One where uh, the Rebels are trying to uh, retreat. They had just got the plans, and they're trying to make their way out, and Darth Vader shows up. And this is one of the, really the first times they really show just how how amazing Darth Vader really is. He's taking out Rebels left and right, grabbing their blasters, lifting them up, slamming them against walls, using his lightsaber, either um, blocking or dodging shots, and they treat him like this overall villain. It was, if anything else, if you had a chance to watch Rogue One, watch that scene, which is definitely on YouTube and other places. You know, that is the... That is a Darth Vader that we kind of all wish to see, like, more of in whenever they, if they ever go back in movies. That's kind of the Darth Vader you want. But getting back to Bumblebee again, that that type of feeling that I got watching Darth Vader, I got that for Transformers watching the beginning of Bumblebee. Because it's a full, probably about 10, 15 minutes of them on Cybertron, and you can clearly tell Transformers, you can clearly tell the action, you know, the Autobots, you know, the Decepticons. I can almost swear that they they got either the same voice actors or some really, really close ones. Because there's, um, I'm really trying not to spoil it, but there's certain Transformers that show up that they did an amazing job. And this isn't like, oh, do I have to try to guess which one this is? No. You know who... These Decepticons that are talking, you know who they are. You see certain Autobots, and if you know if you know the cartoon even slightly, you will recognize these uh, Autobots played as day. But um, Bumblebee is another great one that I certainly recommend if you're a Transformer fan. Um, all in all, as far as those movies, um, I would probably rate them as I'd say my top right now out of those would be Spider-Man and Spider-Verse, then Bumblebee, then Creed. Only because um, I think Creed is a little bit more specialized with if you liked Creed and want something that's more dramatic, and that's good. Bumblebee, just a little bit higher, only because it is uh, more of a family movie. Um, the plot's pretty self-explanatory. You'll get it, and it's nothing you know, crazy as far as the plot, but as far as how the Transformers look and the action, I thought it was really good. But at the top of all of them, uh, Spider-Man is def Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse is going to offer you a lot, a great um, animated sequence, a um, just stellar voice acting, 
Um, especially Spider-Man Noir, and I won't say anything else. Um, you'll, you'll definitely, I think, you know, that's definitely enjoyable for everyone. Now, I can't really say anything about Aquaman yet, because I haven't seen it. Uh, was gonna see it, uh, last night, but unfortunately got a little bit busy, and, um, you know, seats were being booked up pretty fast, so I just couldn't get to it. Hopefully, I'll be able to get to it uh, tomorrow, so maybe I'll try to tweet out a little bit something, what I thought about that. And uh, one honorable mention I'll kind of say is Mortal Engines. Now, I saw this one, and it was okay. Um, nothing special. The effects were really cool, because... Um, it's it's one of those that if you read it on paper, you would be like, I don't see how you can make this real. Like, I can see how it can possibly... It, it's, it's one of those that it's hard to visualize. You can imagine an anime definitely doing it, maybe even an animated feature, but to make it live seems just preposterous, and they actually managed to do it. So I will give them, you know, a lot of kudos on that. Um, as far as everything else, you know, plot's not too bad, but in acting's not too bad either, but it's just a so-so movie. Um, if, just my personal opinion is that even though those might be busy, those other three, I'd say, are the best ones you can see. Um, again, had seen Aquaman, so can't really put a horse in that one. Uh, same thing with, uh... Wreck-It Ralph 2, I haven't seen that, so I can't really um, say yay or nay on that one. I kind of want to see uh, that one, which I might try to get to since I have a few extra days off for Christmas. Uh, so that is my kind of quick and recent review. So one of the things I want to talk about for Christmas um, is just a sense of how the holiday works for me and what... Um, at least my thoughts are whenever this time of year happens and, you know, maybe some of you are, you know, have similar thoughts and I don't want to speak for anyone else who may be a little bit like in my situation that you're a little bit introverted, you're, you, you're kind of close to your family, but maybe not terribly close and, you know, you kind of, you know, you're like me, single and, um, don't have anyone that you're really spending Christmas with. And I just want to give you kind of my thoughts on, you know, how I feel at holiday and hope that, you know, if you feel the same or if you know somebody that feels the same, maybe it'll give you a little bit more insight into them and, you know, maybe, um, give you some help. So some, the holidays for me that it's really tough at times because, I do feel it's kind of like it it um, accentuates that loneliness sometimes that you feel, uh, especially for me that I'm very insular myself. I don't really uh, go out that often, and uh, you notice I really don't do Twitter. I'm not sending my personal selfies and things like that. I'm kind of still getting used to using things like Instagram and. Twitter and even Facebook to that degree, but um, because of those things, I've actually, you know, 
to myself and whenever people ask like oh what are you doing for the holidays it feels you know at times it does feel awkward because I have to tell them you know hey I'm, you know, I don't lie or anything and say you know I'm planning this like that I just you know I kind of tell the truth and just like you know I'm not doing a whole lot I might visit you know the um, a few family that's around town and you know, we'll pass a few gifts on, but nothing special. While, you know, everyone else, you know, wants to go on and talk about, you know, oh, I've got, you know, this family or, you know, me and uh, wife or husband were traveling to uh, such and such place and we're going to spend the holiday here or, you know, oh, we're trying to uh, make room for um, my sister, her boyfriend, you know, an uncle and, all, you know, everyone and everyone's going to be there and all I'm just you know sometimes it's it's kind of tough you know you just kind of have to you know for me personally just have to kind of smile and you know kind of carry on the conversation but inside it it does you know hurt a little bit because it's just that you know you you get that feeling if you're like me that like you know they're you know these people are doing you know all these things and you know like they're you know uh Mean all you know with all these people at a time that you know accentuates that you know the holiday season is you know built on this or at least for the most part is built on this time that people all get together and they're doing it and it seems so easy you know why is it so difficult for me to do it you know and that's something that you know some people ask themselves like why is it so difficult for me to do that it seems so easy but you know it's not and you know and. Um, and I know sometimes you get that feeling that you're the, you, you've got the weight of the world. And um, I was listening to a um, another a channel I listened to and, um, you know, he mentioned that, you know, a lot of people feeling like Atlas, that, you know, you have the weight of the world. And, you know, to a degree, I think everyone is a sort of Atlas in a sense because we all have our own worlds that we're carrying even though sometimes our worlds do intersect with other people or, you know, if you are lucky enough to have a partner or um, a close-knit family that you're with, you know, you may have multiple people, but you're all carrying this kind of, like, world built on all your responsibilities, your promises, all the things that make up your world. You know, we all carry our own worlds with us. Um... The thing that really kind of got me recently was that we had an office party. And in the office party, you know, they, um, since it was a office Christmas party, they wanted everyone to bring their um, spouse or significant others. Um, you know, which, hey, you know, that's, that's of course good, you know. It's good to bring out your you know, spouse and everything else during those weeks. But, you know, I didn't have anybody that I bring out with. And that's fine, you know, I'm not, you know knocking anything about it but there was a sense of separation I felt during that party because everyone in that office had somebody they were bringing um, whether it was their wife their husband their um, you know partner what have you everyone had somebody and you know for and I I did my best you know not to really you know say, say much about it because I am one of those that keeps a lot of uh, you know feelings deep inside you know how it is when you're growing up that way that that's how you do and you know you keep a brave face in front of everybody else and I did 
you know, communicate with a lot of people. I did, you know, talk and, you know, chit-chat here and there. But I always, um, I kind of made all my answers pretty definitive. Like, they'd ask me a question about certain things. And, you know, I'd go into a little bit of detail, but not enough to really carry the conversation if you know what I mean it's one of those where and you and you may and maybe you see maybe you do this yourself or maybe you've noticed this so maybe I'm giving you a little insight in what happens those things so don't ever think of it as um rude because I don't think that people who if you if they're willing to say anything about themselves and you ask them however short they make it I don't think it's rude and I was never trying to be rude but because I am more um, in turn more as they say introverted um, I don't leave it to conversation a lot it's almost like you treat it as a you know question on an essay in a sense where they ask you this one question so you're giving them the one answer not an answer that uh, is vague or an answer that leads to more discussion just because you know it's a and it's dealing with something where I'm not, that you're not comfortable with. So, you know, they would ask the questions, like I said earlier, oh, what are you doing this holiday season? Because, you know, a lot of people want to ask that because they're doing something holiday and they want to, you know, talk with other people, see what they're doing. And because that's such a uh, hot topic for me, I, you know, kind of, you know, made it short and simple, you know, like, oh, I'm not doing too much. I'm mainly just, you know, going pants and, you know, like I said earlier, uh, or as I don't say, like I said earlier, I'm just mentioning like the video anyway, <laughs> the podcast anyway. So, you know, I'd let them know, hey, I'm going, you know, visit family, maybe just gifts. Oh, what do you do? And then they go into theirs and smile, non respond and everything. And, but once, it became, once I felt the conversation was kind of, you know, getting to a point of close, I don't expand to it. And it's not, and it's just because it's just hard for me to talk about it more. And I think a lot of people that maybe that's similar to them is that if you talk to somebody and they are really quick with it, it's not that they're wanting to be rude. They do want to talk about it, but it may just be tough for them. It may just be tough because they're not doing the same things that you're doing and they don't want to seem rude, but at the same time, it's hard to face with people who are going to be, you know, having that kind of uh, pictures Christmas you see on the cars that you see on TV and they're not really having it so they have to kind of say oh we're doing something a little bit more I'm doing something personally a little bit more basic and what it also did for me personally is that there were times where I would try to um, place myself in a position where I could almost hide. Uh, if you watched uh, uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War, there's a scene where uh, after uh, Gamora and uh, Star-Lord have this um, really intense conversation on what's gonna, what will happen if they meet Thanos and they, and Star-Lord at least, is expressing his feeling or trying to express their feelings uh, for each for for Gamora and vice versa. All of a sudden, you hear Dax uh, 
Drax, sorry, uh, chewing in the background. And he's been standing there for the last hour. And he says, I've mastered uh, the art of invisibility by saying still. And it's a hilarious moment. But at the same time, I want to be like that. I, I try actually to be like that. So after a certain point where, uh, especially with all the couples talking, and usually there's always like at least three or four people and they start talking with each other, I'm able to you know, maneuver myself out of either the circle or the group for a moment. And I can position myself a little bit outside, just a little bit more outside in the corner. So I'm still there to listen to, and I can smile and nod, you know, if anybody gives me eye contact, but I can actually remain invisible. And that's kind of what happened. That's how my mentality works is that so because they all seem to have this whole, you know, thing they're going on with and they can talk to you so easily, I feel like an outsider. Now, another just part of me just going more into just, you know, my feeling basically is that because I can't contribute it, that also puts in a mindset, at least to me, that... I'm this kind of, you know, obstacle in their party. So we're in this, so to kind of give you a picture, we're in this kind of, not a small room, but it is kind of a tight room and we're talking to each other and we're all standing, we're not sitting in the tables yet, but we're all standing and I'm kind of in the middle of this aisle-ish way. We're all just kind of, you know, crowded in little circles and stuff as everybody's talking to each other. And because I don't feel like I'm, contributing as much I feel more like an obstacle for everyone else who's trying to maneuver and talk so to kind of you know not to be rude but just to get out of the way so that other people who have something to talk I will try to you know, maneuver myself away and try to, you know, be at a corner until, you know, kind of like until I'm needed or until somebody, you know, asks me specifically. And, you know, there, there are times where that happens and I'll stay in that for quite a while and I'll feel like, you know what, if, if this wasn't the very beginning, I can just slowly move and just leave and no one would notice and it and the main thing that I want to kind of like get out of all of this is that there's going to be a lot of people that you probably have noticed you've seen that do similar things and I just want to kind of give you a little insight of maybe what they're thinking and to just let you know that that person isn't trying to be rude they're not trying to be mean and it's not really a thing about antisocial it's just that because they're not thinking the same thing as far as on the same wavelength they might see themselves as an obstacle so once things quiet down if you're not talking with them or if you're not communicating with them they may see themselves as this obstacle to just kind of leave to get out of the way so it would be it I would say, you know, if you have, if you've seen people like that, it's helpful to draw them in a little bit more, to try to communicate with them and keep them engaged. 
because um, a lot of people like that want to be engaged, but sometimes they don't know exactly how because they're a little bit, because um, it's a little bit off for them. Like for me personally, it's a little bit off to try to communicate with these um, with people in that setting because even though they're coworkers, they're all couples and they have couples, um, you know, kind of dynamics that unfortunately, because I'm not with anybody, I don't have that same dynamic. I don't have that same mentality, so I take myself kind of out of it, and I see myself as that third wheel, and there's some people that enjoy being that third wheel, and hey, you know, if you enjoy being that, then great, That's and if it works for you, but I'm just saying there are some people where that doesn't work, and if they're being that quiet, like I said, just give them a chance. Now, to people like myself, however, who, you know, feel that no one gets them or, you know, they have no one they can really talk to, I want to tell you, and this tells myself, and uh, I'll tell this to myself, too, that it's not true. That there are people who want to talk to you, who want you to be around, and who do care. And sometimes we all have to remember that we're not mind readers. You know, it's like as much as, you know, if you do have, if you're lucky enough to have somebody with you this season or if you're with somebody that, you know, they may know a lot about you as far as your, uh, you know, your your tells or how you're feeling or when you twitch your eye at a certain question or move your mouth that they know exactly, you know, what you're thinking and know either they can either press the issue or maybe scale back a little bit, you know, don't want to push it too much. Um, but we're all not mind readers. So sometimes it does take a moment to um, get out of yourself to actually say what's going on in your mind to tell them what's up. And you'd be surprised that, you know, that sometimes, you know, we're all wrapped up in our own worlds. Like I said, we're on Atlas. We're, we have our own worlds we have to bundle. And sometimes we are not paying attention to other people's worlds until they say something. So... Again, if you're one of those people that sees, you know, these interesting people that, you know, you want to talk to, just talk to them and, you know, really draw them in. And if you're like me, one of those interesting people who think that, you know, no one really cares or nervous, take a moment and actually reach out to those people. Reach out to, you know, your, um, either what is your parents, your uh, siblings, if you have any, your, just your friends, um, you know, if you're, if you want to, if you're spending the holidays by yourself because you want to be and you're comfortable with that, I'm not saying you have to, definitely not saying you have to, but if you don't want to be by yourself, if you don't want to be, but you have that feeling that, you know, this is just the way it is. I'm here to tell you that that's not the case, that there are people that want that will want to be with you that want to hang out with you that I want to talk with you but unfortunately they're just not mind readers and sometimes you have to take that leap and actually talk first um so that's my challenge for this holiday season is that if you are you know are spending the holiday season and if you're you know just spending yourself by yourself and you don't want to be go out and go out and meet somebody new or talk to somebody heck you can message me um you can always you know send me a text of a either um twitter or email and i'll respond back to you but you know 
but just know that there is somebody out there that you are not alone. And even though you have this whole world, there are people, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, there were, there's always people out there who are willing and ready to help. You just have to let them know. Because again, not everyone, no one's a mind reader. And they won't know what's going on until you say something. Uh, so that's what we all want to talk about, um, today. Like I said, no major reviews. I do have a lot being planned as far as, um, as I mentioned books earlier. Um, also a few games that I want to get into. Like I said, I'm going to get back into, uh, things that really have a deep meaning for me. And I'm going to get into, like I said, a lot of detail, um, on these certain things, like I said, um, one of the ones I'm definitely tying with is either the uh, Furies of Calderon, or the uh, which is a book series by Jim Butcher, or the Mummy with uh, Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz. Which let me tell you, that is one of my absolute guilty pleasure movies of all time. I'm even thinking about putting it in right now. It's it, for me, it is up there between the Mummy and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. And if you don't know what Big Trouble in Little China is, you are missing out, let me tell you. But um, I just want to wish everyone a happy holidays. Um, by all means, like I said, if you have no one that you feel like you can talk to, by all means, you can you know send a message to me, leave a voice message through Anchor. Uh, you can also email me the morning at the Morning Star Journal, all spelled out at gmail.com. and also you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Morning Star Journal, spelled J R N L. So at Morning M O R N I N G Star S T A R Journal J R N um thank you again for listening um hope everyone has a happy holidays and i will see you uh next week peace